Hello and welcome to Cinema Chat. Uh, Cinema Chat is the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. And today uh, we are going to talk about uh, the movie Anchorman. Anchorman is one of my favorite comedies of the last 20 years. And hard to believe, but it's um, been almost 20 years since it was released. It's been 15, and, or 14, excuse me. But, yeah, it was a 2004 comedy and uh, starring Will Ferrell. And it was set in the 70s. And, uh, and Will Ferrell plays Ron Burgundy. Um, he had a voice... According to the narrator, that could make a Wolverine purr. And suits that could make Sinatra look like a hobo. Ron Burgundy's signature sign-off saying was, You stay classy, San Diego. Ron was a a strange character. He had a lot of crazy quirks. He's, um, in a way, he's kind of smart uh, but in a way, he's one of the dumber people you'll ever hear or see. Um, there's he's a very arrogant man. <laughs> there's a um, he's got a fun a few fun uh, got a lot of funny lines in the movie. But uh, taking a couple of the highlights, he he looks in the mirror and says, "I look good." <laughs> and he also um, um, is at a party and gets up close to this girl and says, "I don't know." how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. And Ron's dog Baxter is his best friend, and uh, the name Baxter is not a coincidence. Um, he is named after uh, Ted Baxter from the Mary Tyler Moore, Moore show. She, It was sort of a nod to, to the Ted Baxter character with whom Ron Burgundy has a lot of resembling characteristics and one of the funny bits in the movie is when ed harkin the 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 station manager says to him says to ron he says we're we're looking for uh, the networks are looking for more diversity and the guys in the conference room are confused they what what diversity what's that they don't have any clue and it's the 70s. They don't know what diversity is. And Ron states, he says, I, I believe that diversity is an old, old wooden ship. Uh, to which Ed Harkin, the station manager, says, I don't think the network is worried about an old, old wooden ship, Ron. And Ron re- was notorious for reading everything exactly as it's written on the teleprompter. And one time somebody accidentally put... A, a question mark at the end of uh, at the end of his name and he and he says I'm Ron Burgundy and he loves San Diego and he says during the movie he says San Diego drink it in and curiously one of uh, one of the interesting traits that Ron has is he uh, is able to play the jazz flute something you don't really expect from him um, but one time he's at during the movie he's at, a, he's at a club and he's asked by everybody to to play the jazz flute and he says oh i really didn't come prepared 
as he's pulling the, the jazz flute out of his jacket pocket. But, yeah, he was prepared. Uh, but Ron's big dream is he wants to be a network anchor. And that is what he is striving for. And I think that's what he wakes up every day thinking about. But uh, Paul Rudd plays Brian Fantana. Uh, Paul Rudd is a, a ladies' man, but he is uh, very creepy by today's standards. <laughs> um, very, very sexist. Uh, when, when they want to bring a lady into the newsroom, his statement to Ed Harkin, the station manager, is, Oh, I love the ladies, but they really rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom! <laughs> and, of course... He has this cologne and shows it to Ron, and it's called Sex Panther, and and it, apparently it's it's something that is um, very disgusting, uh, because as as Brian walks around the office, uh, they are all everybody's all repelled by the smell, uh, but he tells Ron about the cologne. He says, sixty percent of the time, it works every time. To which Ron says, that makes no sense. Uh, later in the movie, we see Brian Fantana yelling at uh, a panda bear at, at the San Diego Zoo uh, that just wouldn't come out. And he says, you're making me look stupid, man. You know. But uh, uh, Ben Stiller was actually considered uh, for the role of Brian T Fantana, but... But it worked out really well all the way around because Ben Stiller had a chance to appear in the film anyway. And his scene is quite, quite hilarious. And Paul Rudd had, was able to utilize um, Anchorman as a, as a big boost to his career. Uh, Paul Rudd is from Kansas City, by the way. And Steve Carell plays Brick Tamlin. And we see Rick do things such as put mayonnaise in a toaster. At the beginning of the movie, he states that he has a, an IQ of 48. <laughs> but Rick, Rick, is, the, Rick is, the, is the weatherman, and I guess he's able to, uh, at least <laughs> it's according to 70 standards, he was able to report the weather. Um, he... He once states in the movie, he says, I, I ate a big red candle. And when there's a lot of commotion in the office, he says, I don't know what we're yelling about. You know, and of course, there's another fun part of the movie. And if you've seen the movie, you know why this is so funny, because of his delivery. And he says, I love lamp. And of course, Ron says, do you really love the lamp? Or are you just saying that because it's there? And then he says, I love lamp. <laughs> but uh, Brick, Brick's role was almost cut from the film, uh, which would have been a shame because it really added some really good laughs and helped balance it out. And, hey, we need a weatherman anyway, don't we? Uh, David Koechner played Champ Kind. Um, David Koechner, by the way, is also from Kansas City. Uh, David Koechner's uh, uh, character Champ, his signature saying was, Whammy! 
And so every time he would show sports clips, he was a sports guy. So every time he'd show sports clips, he would say, whammy! And the, the whole movie is just so cheesy and so ridiculous and so entertaining. Uh, but he gets caught um, with something that would today would be considered sexual harassment. Uh, he, he, uh, he, he comes, he says, he says, uh, I'd like to spread some barbecue sauce on that behind. <laughs> just a horrible sexist. Just a horrible sexist. Uh, but <laughs> he has some really funny bits in the, in the movie too. Um, but John C. Riley was supposed to play uh, Champ. But at the last minute, Kegner was cast. And like, once again, it worked out pretty well because David Kegner was able to uh, help launch a, a, a career uh, out of the movie Anchorman. And, and John C. Riley was able to play in a couple of movies with Will Ferrell in, at, at later times. Uh, Christina Applegate plays Veronica Coringstone, and she also wants to be a network anchor. Uh, but she is stuck with, when she gets hired, stuck with human interest stories that really weren't that important. Uh, but she meets Ron Burgundy in the, you know, toward the beginning of the film, and she's less than impressed. Um, she's really good, though. You know, she's a very good news person, and uh, but she is very tired of the human interest stories, and she wants a a chance to further herself in the news business uh champ and brian uh sexually harass veronica and they go over the top with it and and they even put brick up uh to hit on her as well as brick says i'd like to welcome you to the party uh, the pants party there's a party in my pants and then uh, ron uh ends up hitting on Veronica by pretending to <laughs> to lift weights. He was lifting weights, uh, but he only lifted about four when when she comes in and he says, 998, 999, 1,000. Um, and she, 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 he, she gets a little irritated when Ron refers to his arms as guns. And she eventually she yells at him and says, stop referring to them as guns. Uh, but but strangely enough, Ron and Veronica end up going going out together for a date, which is the same date that Ron plays the jazz flute. Um, Veronica's signature saying was, "Thanks for stopping by, San Diego." And uh, of course, later in the film, we see Ron and and Veronica in the same newscast together and they both are trying to close it out by uh, having the last word uh, ron says you stay classy san diego and then veronica says thanks for stopping by and then he says yeah but mostly stay classy and they just kept going back and forth uh, fred willard played ed harkin the station manager and he attempts to keep ron and the other guys in the newsroom and check, but but he's a horrible sexist too, and he 
there are some fun things uh, in the movie that show that he can't even keep his own household in check. So how is he going to keep these crazy news people in check? But Veronica, uh, when one day Ron was uh, was a no show uh, because he had a problem. Uh, he had a he had a problem he had a problem with traffic, and he wasn't able to he wasn't able to get to the to the station in time to do the news. And of course, it's the seventies. You can't call in your cell and say I'm going to be late. And of course, the news has to go on. Uh, and that's when it, it goes on at six, and that's when it goes on. And but Veronica volunteered to do the news, and and of course. Ed Harkin says, "Oh, we we can't, we can't do that. You're a woman," <laughs> and and she says, "Look, I'm good at three things: fighting, screwing, and doing the news. Which one will I do next?" And Ed says, "Screwing." <laughs> Slap to the face. <laughs> uh, Ed Harkin's name was also not. Uh, coincidence. Ed, uh, Ed, the A name Ed was actually a nod to the Mary Tyler Marshall as well uh, to acknowledge Ed Asner as the station manager at, at on that program. And Vince Vaughn uh, appears and as as Wes Mantooth and and um, and folks, I. I I just got to say it when Vince Vaughn is is on fire he is <laughs> he is really really great. He is just a funny man when he's on fire. Uh, but Vince Vaughn plays West Mantooth in the movie and he he plays the number 2 news guy in the in the movie and and of course Ron reminds him of that and keeps calling him number 2. And of course the response is, I hate you, Ron Burgundy. I hate you. But late in the movie, there's a rumble involving uh, involving West Mantooth. And appearances are made by Tim Robbins, Luke Wilson, and Ben Stiller. Um, they're all heads of the um, other news staffs in the, in the San Diego area. Uh, but the scene is hilarious. It, it's just, it involves people... Uh, wearing suits and in a rumble, <laughs> uh, but it involves all the local news teams, and it's just it's just it's just kind of a uh, an odd thing to see on on the screen. And, and then when when Ron and the the others get back to the station, uh, <laughs> of course we we've, we've probably all seen the 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 meme that says, you know, boy that escalated quickly. Brick killed a guy, and, uh, but we we uh, we see later in the movie uh, Vince Vaughn again uh, appearing as West Mantooth. We see him telling Veronica Corningstone, at, and late in the film he says, "Hey, lady, uh, fetch me a sandwich." <laughs> to that, Ver of course, that's. That makes five people that made horrible comments, horrible, horrible sexist comments to Veronica during the movie. Um, but but Veronica's response to getting a sandwich 
is um, that she reminds him of being number two. And meanwhile, a woman is number one. Um, he shut up then. <laughs> but, oh, you know what? The movie does have a plot. And um, <laughs> I do have um, some some information about the plot. <laughs> Veronica does uh, get get an opportunity uh, to do the news the the one time, and and as she states, she nails it. And she got the opportunity to co-anchor with Ron, and even though Ron. Um, falls in love with Veronica. This just doesn't sit well with him. Sharing the news desk with with a woman is just something, you know, he doesn't want to co-anchor at all, but he certainly doesn't want a woman to co-anchor. Uh, but Ron's character was based on a man named Mort Krim. And Mort Krim worked in Detroit, Louisville, and Philadelphia for 20 years. He, he almost got the... ABC anchor job in 1984, uh, and that's when Peter Jennings actually began his second stint as the the, the anchor at, on the ABC News. And uh, Jessica Savage uh, was a female that entered in his, the situation, and Mort worked with her, and he and the others weren't real happy uh, about having her. So, so the movie. Uh, was a somewhat very very extremely loosely based on Mort Krim, who also had a very deep voice. And uh, Mort says today, though, that he wasn't he wasn't offended at all about the movie uh, that parodies him and his situation um, in the seventies, or actually in um, yeah, it was in the seventies. He, he was an anchor from 1977 to 1997 in those three cities, uh, Detroit, Louisville, and Philadelphia. He uh, he talked to Will Ferrell about the movie yeah, beforehand and and was actually flattered uh, that they wanted to do something based on him. Um, there are also appearances of Anchorman by Chris Parnell, Jack Black, Jan- Danny Trejo, and... Uh, um, an unknown Seth Rogen at the time, um, and and also Fred Armisen, uh, Bill Curtis, uh, somewhat legendary uh, figure from the old CBS News, uh, narrates the film in deadpan style, and his deadpan delivery brought several laughs to the film, and you know it, it's just uh, funny to hear such a serious voice. Uh, and juxtapose that with Ron Burgundy's um, over-the-top silliness. Uh, but the movie had tons and tons of 70s music, and including, um, including uh, songs by um, Gene Chandler, Kansas, Neil Diamond, the Isley Brothers, uh, <clears throat> Bill Withers, and Tom Jones, and Hall and Oates. Uh, there were there was also lots of inside industry humor, uh, such as Ron and Veronica sniping at each other while the credits are rolling. They 
call each other all sorts of names, as a matter of fact, and it's pretty vile. Uh, DreamWorks is the company that released Anchorman and only after the studio saw the success of Old School and Elf uh, did they want to pick it up. And DreamWorks was not convinced that Will Ferrell could carry a movie, and evidently they were wrong. Uh, but they ended up deciding to pick pick up the movie, and they ended up paying a lot more for the rights to it because they sat and waited. But once uh, once those other movies, Elf and Old School, were extremely successful, um, they decided they'd go and they'd go ahead and take care of it. Uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay wrote the Anchorman script together. They they also collaborated with each other on Talladega Nights and Step Brothers, uh, as well as the other guys, and and then again in the 2013 Anchorman sequel. Uh, Adam McKay also scored big with The Big Short, uh, which was a comedy drama about the subprime mortgage collapse ten years ago. Um, Meanwhile, Anchorman was a tremendous success. It, it brought in $90 million on a $26 million budget. And it also got solid reviews from critics. Um, the sequel would come out in 2013, and the sequel brought in uh, a heavyweight, Harrison Ford, and also brought in uh, Kristen Wiig, James Martin, and Megan Good. Uh, as co-stars, um, Anchorman Two made even more money, uh, 173 million dollars, and even scored higher reviews than the first one, um, which is pretty rare for a sequel. <laughs> um, and it's interesting. There's some there's some speculation about an uh, Anchorman Three, and to which. Adam McKay shot down in an interview one time. He said, shortly after Anchorman 2 was wrapped, he said, it's done. I think that's it. It was great to do this sequel, and it was so fun to work with those guys again. But I, but I think that's it for Ron Burgundy. And then McKay was asked if he would do any sequels with any of the characters, because really you could spin off one of those characters. And he said, no, that's the last sequel we're going to do. But <laughs> that's when later he said, I said about a month ago that we'd never do a third one. And I realized that there was a, that was a little too harsh because the truth is I really don't know. With these movies, you really don't know how they, they played out until about two years after they come out when people see them on repeat viewing. He then also went on to state that if Anchorman 2 gets that sort of second life, if three, four years from now people start asking us that question and there's an idea, we would be open to that. And Will Ferrell was asked on the Anchorman 2 uh, wrap-up he said, uh, "You know, would would you would you do an Anchorman three? And he said, "Maybe we'll do another one in ten years." So I guess we'll see. Well, that is um, the Anchorman 
podcast and I certainly it's one of my favorite comedies it's just tells a lot about <laughs> about the the way people have advanced their their thinking but um, I really enjoy talking about it it's such a funny movie and the sequel is also funny yeah but um, thanks for listening uh, to cinema chat this is the uh, podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. I'm David Heath.